0: Hello and welcome to Mental Awakening, the podcast that explores all topics related to trauma recovery, mental health, chronic pain and healing. I'm your host, Sarah DeKeeley, psychotherapist and mental health social worker, and in this episode I will speak about the inner child and its role within our emotional psyche, as well as how it is connected to our thoughts, behavior and stress response, including our nervous system. It's good to be here with you all. And in this episode, um, I'd like to address something that I have recognized as a very common theme within healing and one of the biggest causes of suffering as well as disconnection for a lot of people, if not for the majority of people. So The inner child is something that I want to explore with you guys, um, really looking at what does it mean, why is it important to be aware of this part of ourselves, and how is it connected to the quality of our health as well as the relationships that we have, including our relationship with ourselves. What is the inner child? It's a part of us. It's, the metaf- it's a metaphorical concept for the child that we once were. And it often recalls good experiences as well as really intense negative experiences, childhood fears, traumas, neglect, significant loss, and things that actually start to shape our personality and the, the person that we become, the, the belief systems that we have, especially the limited belief systems that we have. We all have an inner child. I have an inner child, you have an inner child. And it's a part of the subconscious that's been picking up messages way before it was able to fully process what was going on. So it's the part of the brain that actually had a very limited perception of life in itself, mentally and emotionally. And so, um, I kind of, when I talk to clients, I refer to it as the emotional psyche often. It holds emotions, it holds memories and beliefs from the past, as well as hopes and dreams for the future. And so this part of us, um, when we make space for inner child healing, we often see a shift. I often see a shift in a client's healing and overall improvement towards clarity of self and, you know, just being able to really have a healthier relationship with themselves and when people dismiss this part they tend to get stuck in those limiting perceptions and and kind of like an immature perception or immature approach um, towards life themselves relationships in general so we all have a younger part of ourselves that was never quite loved the way Or, you know, the right way or the way that it needed to be loved as a child, right? So like any type of inner work, inner child work involves creating a space where our subconscious is allowed to take the lead. It's the act of going inside of ourselves and exploring our true feelings and the parts of us that may have been rejected and labeled as inappropriate or too much by other people. So by allowing ourselves time to go within, we begin peeling back our everyday coping mechanisms. So instead of being avoidant or numbing our feelings or, you know, being too focused on other people or too pleasing or lacking boundaries or um, distracting constantly from ourselves and our needs or our emotions we're better able to fully and accept and integrate our subconscious into our conscious. So often um, people who are unaware of their inner child, they tend to repeat a lot of those behaviors and the limited perceptions that they had as a child. So they can be um, very reactive or they can be um, play small, you know, just... Um, retrieve from the world or from expressing their truth, um, it's almost like there's a fear of stepping into their power or there's a rebellious act of trying to control others and thinking that that's a way of stepping into their power or, or being a very rebellious in general, which is, again, um, a wounded part of us. That's not you really being in that mature sense of self. So why do we get stuck? We get stuck because one part seeks safety and consistency and another part seeks possibility, connection, and adventure. So it's, um, it's a hard thing because um, when you don't really know this part of yourself, when you haven't learned about it at school, you haven't had the most appropriate healthy modeling behavior by parents, it's hard to know how to get unstuck so that you can move past blockages and to cultivate a balance of flexibility, responsibility, connectivity, um, creativity, consistency. It's important for this adult self and the child self to meet and get to know each other. So to create a collaborative team, So one where your adult needs and your child needs are met. There's a collaboration between these two parts of yourself. And so a lot of times uh, in order to know, you know, if you're looking for signs to know whether your inner child needs healing, there's a couple of things that you can look out for. For example, um, feeling highly reactive, you know, we can notice when our wounded inner child appears in our daily lives, when you find yourself highly reactive to situations, you know, reactive to uh, other people or challenges in life, there is almost a, a constant or a sudden feeling of detachment or irritation. And you notice this even when people are driving, that, you um, you know, road rage or even at work or taking things personally. So our adult self is trying to manage or control the outside that's making us feel uncomfortable on the inside. Um, even things like overvaluating um, independence, so this can look like repeating the narrative that you know I don't need anyone. I'll be I'm fine, um, I can take care of myself um being highly avoidant or fearful of deep intimacy and connection destructive coping behaviors we can look like coping through too much alcohol shopping cheating gambling food chronic procrastination or poor emotional and mental health which is you know feeling un- unmotivated depressed anxious sleep def- difficulties Sexual um, challenges and issues, uh, you know, not being able to be focused and productive, and increased um, anxiety, and also repeating patterns in relationships where we're unconsciously recreating attachment patterns that we experienced as a child in our adult relationships, whether it's romantic or not. So that means that we're essentially repeating patterns of childhood trauma. And some of these can look like being avoidant, like I mentioned, doing conflict when a partner is bringing up their feelings or being dismissive of a partner's needs or your own needs in the relationship or gaslighting yourself into believing that, there aren't any problems when there actually are problems, being anxious and fearful within the relationship and trying to please the partner, including having a deep fear of being abandoned and rejected by your partner. I've certainly experienced all of these myself. And so these are incredibly stressful, um, I guess, mm, Things to go through, you know, like stressful emotions to have, and it adds um, a lot of stress to our nervous system. So there's a constant state of dysregulation because of that lack of um, connection with the child part within ourselves, which again comes down to being able to self-soothe and being able to reflect, being able to shift the narrative and look at it from a different perspective, and creating safety from within. So it's all connected. And I often say that the inner child is a representation of ourselves at multiple points in our childhood. So we can have um, inner children from various stages, right? So when you were a toddler, you maybe had um, a different experience and certain needs that weren't met compared to when you were a teenager, for example. And when you connect with your inner child, you can really connect with the qualities and experiences um, of that time. You know, you can even physically feel how you may have felt at that point in time. I remember once listening to the trauma expert um, Gabor Mate, Doctor Gabor Mate, talking about how through the use of um, psychedelics within therapy, he was able to connect to himself as a toddler um, at a time when during the Second World War, his mother had to actually give him away for a while in order to keep him safe. And that sense of abandonment that he felt and the sense of stress, extreme stress from having been disconnected from his biological mother. These are really um, relevant concepts So the inner child is absolutely crucial within um, healing. So healing from what? Healing from emotional pain, um, physical pain. I'm talking about chronic illnesses and chronic issues and even, um, you know, obviously mental issues because when you have a dysfunctional relationship or or not a relationship with your inner child, a non-existing relationship with your inner child, then these things contribute significantly to the dysregulation of your nervous system, which in turn leads to the state of what we call dis-ease. So getting in touch with your inner child begins with a dialogue, begins with awareness, begins with developing a relationship with it. Really listening, um, learning about this part of you, its needs, its pains, its hopes, its dreams. And so work with someone, you know, with therapist to really understand why is it that I continue to maybe surround myself with toxic people or why is it that I feel like I have a hole inside of me that just won't go away? Why do I keep giving my power away and letting other people determine my identity? Why don't my feelings matter or why do I feel like my feelings don't matter? Why do I push people? even good people away? Why can't I let them in? Why do I attack people or think attacking thoughts about them, right? Um, Why do I feel rejected when someone is just honoring their boundaries? Or why is it that I fear implementing my own boundaries? Why do I continue to change myself for other people's comfort? Why is it so hard for me to feel loved? Am I even lovable? Why do I doubt and second-guess myself all the time? Why do I feel hurt and angry? Why do I feel so much anxiety and stress in my body all the time? Why do I feel that I need to do so much for other people and nothing for myself? Why do I self-sabotage? Why do I feel the need to be responsible for everything and everyone and always be in control? Why do I think that I'm a loser or worthless or that I can't achieve the things I set out to for myself. And why is it that whenever something is good for me, I give up on staying committed to it? I betray myself repeatedly. Why do I want to run away from myself? Why is it so hard for me to sit with myself, to be with myself, especially at times when I'm going through really difficult emotions or symptoms in my body? So these are really important and good questions to reflect on and to ask yourself. And at one point or another, we've all asked ourselves these types of questions. You know, often it can be really hard questions to answer too. And the answer to these questions are really deep within all of us. There is within you a lost, wounded inner child that holds wisdom and yearns for validation and healing. And this unacknowledged pain is that the root of all of these questions. So this wounding will keep showing up in our lives, disguised as impulsive reactions and over-exaggerated responses. And it really does take courage to even consider looking at these parts of ourselves that feel hurt, that feel confused, you know, a lot of people, millions of people tend to Resigned to thinking that this is just how life is, right? They don't have the desire to do the hard work to heal themselves. They don't have the energy or the courage to look at some of these things. Many people are just content to react to life the same way over and over again, expecting a different result every time. But the fact that you have shown up or that you've, you're listening to this podcast or that you're listening to this episode or that there is some kind of interest tells me that there is you know there is an indication that you are ready to listen to your wisdom to listen to your pain and to hear what it has to say you're ready to heal and change how you respond to to life right maybe you're aware of some of your patterns Um, you certainly have some awareness of your emotional hurt and pain but you might be confused as to how you got this way or you might be confused as to how to support yourself to heal. So the heal process, healing and embracing an authentic life is a practical approach um, to help you release that dysfunctional pattern that's rooted in emotional wounds, which were themselves established a long time ago. And it's a transformational process that really does help you to heal the wounded part of you that are no longer working for you, that are no longer serving you. And this is something that I'm very passionate about. I work on the inner child um, with a lot of my clients and I'm actually um, in the process of running a four week workshop um, to do this on a deeper level with people who are interested Because once you go through this process, your woundings will begin to feel more integrated with your responsible adult self. And there's something incredibly empowering in that process. It's a reclaiming of the grounded, authentic self and also a recognition of your resilience in navigating present day difficulties, you know, just challenges that life throws at us. This work actually helps you to honor those parts of yourself that have worked so hard to keep you safe and to look at the parts of you that are working against you and that are holding you back from really claiming that sense of authentic power. You also learn how to identify the illusions and the negative, limited beliefs about yourself, limited beliefs about money, about love, about health, what's possible, and so on. And a lot of times we don't understand how deep these limiting beliefs actually go, how much they're connected to our childhood experiences and the perception, the very limited perception that we had as children. So what we work on within a therapeutic space is to look at how a person is functional, strong, coping well, and not just focusing on the struggles and what's wrong, but also looking beyond their presenting pain, and talking to the part that's wise, that's authentic, that's grounded and encouraging, and really supporting that part to come forward. And this is what inner child work is all about. Really looking at um, inviting that healed part to be a champion for the wounded part, right? And Reparent at the end of the day. That's what it is. You become the parent for yourself that you never really had, and you also learn how to be a parent for that part of yourself, how to make time to enjoy this journey of self discovery, how to make time to meet your own needs as opposed to dismissing them or expecting other people to meet them, and really reclaiming that freedom of being your authentic self in my own career working with people who have been challenged with all kinds of health issues um, i've seen people with all sorts of wounded and traumatic you know experiences and many of them had deeply hurtful things done to them including mental physical sexual trauma wounding often even by close family members and this kind of traumatic event is extremely difficult to think about nevertheless to explore deeply which is why a lot of people try their hardest to forget and push away this kind of trauma and yet it's not through pushing away and running away that we heal it's through facing our triggers and it doesn't have to be trauma with a capital t it can be also trauma that is relational such as not having parents who were emotionally present Nothing you did as a child warranted these things being done to you, right? Anyone who has ever done hurtful things to you, who was more powerful and had an influence over you, um, was obviously wounded themselves and unconscious and hurt themselves. And none of those things are happening to you now. But the thing is that because of the things that happened in the past, those things and the impact of those things... They continue to kind of drive our life and the way we live our life. So we might feel damaged or broken from what we've experienced. And there's a part of you that's really over-identifying with that wound, right? But there's also a part of you that is intact and whole. It's the part of you that no one can get to. It's the part of you that's authentic, that holds the key to your healing, that's actually very resilient and strong. And if you don't invest in that part, if you don't connect with that part, you will miss out on something that's incredibly um, powerful and healing. You know, that connection with self that I often talk about. I personally came from a household where my father was an alcoholic for a while. There was a lot of abuse. There was a lot of trauma, both on mom and dad's side. It was domestic violence. And there was a lot of other things that went on that I've spoken about in previous episodes of this podcast. And so this early childhood wounding caused by my home environment helped me develop my codependent skill set, right? The tools that I used to monitor and adapt myself to others who I thought needed me to do for them rather than just me being myself for them. So in my own healing journey, I have learned and continue to learn how to hold that pain, examine it, and work through some complicated feelings so that I can rejoin with my authentic self, so that I can be just myself and I don't have to do anything for anyone else to have value. I don't even have to do the work that I do to have value. So my value is not in what I do. My value is not in what I offer or what I give simply for existing, I am valuable. Simply for being present, I am offering value. So working on these wounded parts of myself, I could, I guess, integrate, I started to integrate all of my fragmented parts and started to feel like a whole self again, right? Surrounding myself. And it's not that I had to try and surround myself. It just happens because the inner is a reflection of the outer. Surrounding myself with people who respected and loved me, who continued to respect and love me. And I do the same now for people that I see professionally. And I notice that even sometimes when I work with clients who um, are not comfortable with my boundaries within my work, whether it's how much I charge or... Yeah, cancellation fees or whom I choose to work and not work with or whatever the case may be what's acceptable or not acceptable for me I'm quite comfortable for those people to um, to leave or drop away and there's no reaction or reactivity from my end even though I may experience it from their end and it's just been such a wonderful way of living life you know where you can just whether it's professionally or personally you don't react as strongly or as frequently and hopefully eventually barely at all to the things that happen on the outside of you. I believe that our pain is looking for acknowledgement. And once we connect to our wounding, that's when we start to heal. And I also believe that a lot of people, if not the majority of people, walk around with this mild form of post-traumatic stress disorder, not to diminish uh, a full PTSD diagnosis or anything like that, but rather really just acknowledging that we all experience events that can really um, replay themselves in our heads over and over and over again. And it's also important to uh, acknowledge that everyone's experiences and difficulties are relevant for them we can't compare ourselves to others maybe one person might look at your experiences and go well that's nothing i had it much worse but it still doesn't diminish what you went through or how you experienced it right so everyone's got this recycled pain that we carry around that wounding that keeps showing up when something triggers us or something triggers you know an old hurt So when you get older, that younger part that's frozen and it's not maturing with the rest of you gets triggered by these different events and hurts, right, similar to the ones that happened when, let's say, you were six years old and it reacts as though that original bad experience is happening all over again. So this pain is recycling. This is what we call recycled pain. And it goes into action and gets defensive or protective or shuts down and becomes quiet and invisible. And um, as opposed to responding from that adult mature self. So this is what we mean when when we say that there is this wounded emotional response that has been developed. Um, and, you know, we tend to automatically kind of employ this impulsive reaction to the trigger as opposed to really being able to respond to it rather than react to it. And these things require um, a reprogramming, a relearning, right? Uh, An understanding of why is it that I do this? What is it that has led to this? And where does this all come from? Which is why inner child work is so important. So let's just um, briefly look at some of the inner child wounds so you have the abandonment wound, which is when you feel left out. There's fears around being abandoned and left. Hates being alone, you know, when you don't like being on your own, When there is the codependent patterns there within relationships. Um, even threatening to leave and um, usually getting attracted to emotionally unavailable people. There's the guilt wound which is when you feel constantly bad and sorry and guilty for implementing a boundary or taking care of yourself and not really liking to ask for things and using guilt even sometimes to manipulate. Um, You know, being afraid of implementing boundaries and also surrounding yourself with people who make you feel guilty. My mom and god bless her i love her so much she has grown so much and um she's learned so much about this stuff but this was her pattern and i grew up uh watching that observing that where she was surrounded with friends who would take advantage of her because there was this fear of implementing boundaries but then at the same time there was also manipulation using guilt to manipulate and Constantly feeling bad for saying no to others or even for feeling guilty as opposed to sitting with that guilt. So there's also the trust wound when you're afraid to be hurt and don't really trust yourself. Um, Also, finding ways not to trust other people. There's a lot of insecurity and a lot of need for external validation, not feeling safe. Normally, Um, being attracted to people who don't feel safe. And this is because we're trying to heal that wound. So the attraction is usually a pathway home as in you're coming home to yourself through that pain as it's helping you to look at the wounding because it heightens the wounding. And then we have the neglect wound, which is when we are struggling to let things go. There is a low sense of self-worth, easily um, angered and struggling to say no again, you know, repressing emotions, uh, fears around being vulnerable, and usually um, getting drawn to people who don't appreciate us or make us feel seen. So this can happen a lot within workplaces where you work for a boss or someone who doesn't appreciate you or doesn't value what you do. If you're unsure about, sure about um, your codependent behaviors and some of the ways that perhaps your inner child part tries to kind of hijack um, a lot of the different um, life circumstances and situations, um, some of the following behaviors that I'm about to mention might, um, might be good for you to reflect on. So if you're a person who takes on caretaker role you know if you're someone who constantly tries to fix things for others rescue others and distract yourself with other people's problems so you don't have to really focus on your own or if you're thinking that other people are better than you or um, speaking poorly about yourself behaving um, like a victim in some ways um, when you're talking kind of speaking poorly about your life and your challenges and um, even testing others to see if they care or trying to control the outcome so that you can feel safe or staying in toxic relationships because there's a fear of change or avoiding setting healthy boundaries because, um, you know, you don't want to be rejected or have other people be mad at you, so as well as um, trying to be perfect or, you um, kind of avoiding speaking your truth when someone asks a direct question or ignoring what you do, what you want to do, sorry, and what you need and giving in to someone else's wants and needs. And obviously there is um, eventually, once we become aware of these patterns, eventually we need to get to a place of balance, right, so that we can have flexible boundaries that are not coming at the cost of dismissing our own needs. And so it's not about going to the other extreme where everything becomes about myself and I, right? Um, And it really is about understanding yourself better so that you can get to a balance because balance equals personal power. And it's only through being able to find and maintain our balance in all areas of our lives from within that we can truly live from that authentic place of self. So to um, wrap this up, as I am conscious of not making this episode too long, um, I will give you a couple of little tools. And obviously this is really deep work. And for anyone who's listening, I really encourage you to work on this regularly with a therapist um, because it's not something that you can just necessarily do in one episode of an, of a podcast or just listening and gathering information is not enough in general you need to do the deeper work and to commit to that and to stick to that you have to work with a professional but to give you a couple of little tools or exercises to help you heal your inner child one thing is to really first of all acknowledge your inner child right That there is this part of your subconscious mind that experienced and still remembers your childhood moments and emotions, both the good ones and the bad ones. And one thing that I tell my clients always is to put a picture of yourself as a child somewhere in your home where you can see it every day. And every time you see that photo, every time you pass it, even if it's just on your, you know, uh, on the screen of your phone or wherever it is that you see it every day, acknowledge that part of yourself, you know, say hey champ, hey cutie, hey beautiful, hey buddy, just noticing that that part of you exists. Another thing is that um, the body remembers trauma, right? So being able to work with the body is important and even just hugging yourself and holding yourself tightly and just kind of visualizing that there's this little child which is who you were like you as a child and just hugging that part of you right so even just visualizing that can be very powerful the other thing is writing to that part of yourself so every day writing a page or two pages just starting to have a dialogue with that part of yourself And it can be really helpful. Mirror work is good. You know, just really looking at yourself in the mirror and becoming mindful of some of those negative constructs, um, such as I don't matter, I'm not good enough. um, And these are all obviously formed in childhood. And move beyond these narratives, on developing a loving connection with yourself. Um, So saying things like, I matter, what I want matters. And not staying silent are also good ways of affirming to yourself that actually I don't have to hold on to these beliefs. Practicing self compassion is another thing that's important self compassion um, journaling, positive self talk, self compassion meditations. Another good exercise and tool is to identify your emotional triggers what makes you upset, angry, fearful and tracing them back to negative experiences in childhood. Maybe your dad never really truly listened to you, so now you feel rejected when your is too busy to pay attention to you, for example. And um, making time for play. Try spending time doing things that you love, including things that you loved as a child. Playing with clay, listening to music, coloring books, you know, writing a story, um, bike riding, whatever it is that you really enjoyed as a child, making time for that. And then also continuing to educate yourself. There are lots of books. There are obviously lots of podcasts, lots of information, tons of information out there so that you know it can be helpful. But again, um, information consumption is not enough. We are bombarded with information in today's world, but we need to do the work and that's what it all comes down to all right guys that's it for today thank you for tuning in and um, thank you for listening if you're interested in working with me please visit mentalawakening.com.au and if you love this episode please subscribe and leave a review on apple podcast as it will help more people to access the information shared here otherwise i wish you all the best and until next time take care everybody bye for now